welcome back. You guys may not remember us, but we are the We Do Podcast. I'm Megan. I am Luke. And we have been sort of lackluster about putting out episodes recently. What are you going to do? It's been a busy fall. What have we been up to? Uh, we've had some dog shenanigans happen. Oh, man. So that's taken up a lot of time and mental energy, emotional energy. Little Nigel has been on antibiotics like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Who knows what he's got? Uh, we... Seems to be doing better, though. Yeah, we were worried he had diabetes for a little while. So we've been bringing him to the vet, getting all sorts of tests done, uh, having to collect his pee. That's a that's a gross situation. I don't recommend it. You might hear him in the background licking his paws. <laughs> yeah, he featured highly in our last episode. Mm. Maybe he'll be a little quieter this time. We'll see. Yeah, so we've been busy with that. What else has been going on? Uh, so we went to Stacy's wedding. Oh my gosh. Guys, we went to the best wedding ever. It was incredible. It so, literally was the best wedding I've ever been to. Uh, no offense to every other wedding I've been to. Stacy is probably... She was in my freshman advising class in college. Uh, so she was in... She was one of the first ten people I met. And so we've been friends for... Uh, Fifteen years? Somewhere around there? Something like that. And so it was her wedding in a country club on Long Island. It was, uh, the ceremony was beautiful. They had our other friend Brian who did it. And they've, like, they're super good friends. He knows both of them for a long time. And he lived with Stacy for a long time. And then the happy hour, the, the cocktail hour was, it was like an hour and a half. Uh this huge event with an enormous raw bar and all these different stations that were all staffed. Like people were cooking, uh, cooking sliders and they had a, a carvery station where a guy was like carving roast beef and pastrami for you. Uh, sushi bar. Yeah. Sushi bar was my personal favorite. It was crazy. Like I've never, I've never been to an event, an event like that. Never mind a wedding. I've never been to like a reunion or a gala that had that much food, just like everywhere. They yeah. were not only did they have like eight of these stations, but they also had like past hors d'oeuvres. Right. And I had the literal best lamb, what, lamb lollipop. It's like the the bone and yeah. holy shit, it those was were, so good. Those were so delicious. I was like, I could just eat this forever and I would be happy. Absolutely. Saw but, a lot of people from Tufts that were closer to my age. We mostly see people from Tufts that are your age. Mm-hmm. I'm making a face. <laughs> Nigel's sneezing on me now. I think he's trying to pile on. I don't appreciate it. Uh, a lot of them moved to the West Coast, so we don't really see them. But so it was good to see everybody again. And the after this huge uh, cocktail hour, which was like an hour and a half, two hours with uh, all this stuff where people were eating basically more than a dinner because it was 
all these stations and all the stuff that you can take. So it's like... You're just piling it in. Yeah. And then we go in for the actual, like, reception part. And there was a dinner at that. Yeah. Which was crazy. Can you tell that what makes a really good wedding is just, like, an abundance of food? A cornucopia? It was wild. Uh, although when we first went in, it was there was dancing right away. That like, was very... Um, uh, not distressing, but, like, concerning to me. I was uh, very thrown off. I've never been to a wedding where you start dancing immediately. Yeah, it started late, though. Yeah, and I I get why they did it. It's just while it was happening, I, like, got stressed out because they were, like, yeah, it's... putting food on the tables, and I was like, am I supposed to be eating? Am I supposed to be dancing? Like, I don't want to dance too hard if we're going to go sit and eat. Like, Yeah, it was a little bit confusing just because there's, like, a normal flow that they couldn't follow because of their start time. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. And then uh, the band was this like ten piece band with four singers. They were so good. They were really good. Uh, going back to the ceremony, I thought their ceremony was super well done. It was very personalized. And it had one of the things that you have always complained about, which was uh, you feel like the couple doesn't really get to talk a lot. And they don't necessarily get to share a lot of their own story. And I felt like I really was, I was really there on their journey. I got very involved in their story. Well, they both wrote their own, like it wasn't a, they wrote their own vows. So. Yeah, but also like Brian's part, like, talked a lot about their history and stuff. I like that. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. I had a good time. The only bummer was that it was, uh, we didn't have a dog sitter. And so we had to drive home afterwards. So we came home at like one thirty or two in the morning. <laughs> the things you do as a pet parent, the sacrifices you must make. Hmm. We keep him in here with us because otherwise he'll get mad if we, you know, you try to close the doors to the room that you record in to get good sound, but then if you leave the dog outside of that room, he'll get very sad and he'll start crying. Yeah, and then you'll hear the crying on the podcast, so you don't want that. So instead you hear a little... Little scratches. So what else has been going on, Lukey? Anything else fun to talk about? In case you can tell, we don't really have an agenda today. We're agendaless. Is this going to be interesting? We're going freeform. Freeform is also the name of the ABC Family rebrand. Um, can we recap anything? We're going to do do our tasting soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did our cheese tasting. Right. Do you want to talk about that? We sure. went to. Uh, uh, you went to visit the, is she a cheesemonger? She is a cheesemonger. And we got to try a whole bunch of different samples. And we talked through everything with her, all the logistics. Um, and it gave you the idea for your DIY project. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm really getting into these DIY projects. So... The reason that this whole thing came up was because we originally we wanted to buy a bunch of wheels of cheeses and stack them up and make them look like a cake. So that requires that you buy a bunch of wheels of cheeses. 
it turns out that our teeny tiny little budget does not accommodate purchasing full wheels of multiple cheeses. It accommodates purchasing one wheel of a single cheese or lots of pieces of wheels, but not necessarily full wheels. So. Because to make a, to make a cake sized, to make it cake sized, you need a lot of cheese. Yeah. So we were like, well, how do we want to play this? And I think it's more important to have variety than it is to have this like aesthetic vision. But we can kind of take a leaf out of the book of people who do regular cakes. Tons of people will get a fake um, like styrofoam cake, get it decorated by their baker, have the top tier be real and cut that like ceremoniously, and then have a bunch of sheet cake in the back that they cut up and then serve to the guests. So we're going to kind of steal that idea and we're going to get one small wheel and that will be the top tier. And then we're going to, I'm going to DIY a fake, uh, like three or four tiered, like, uh, quote unquote cheese wheel cake <laughs> that I'm going to make out of various, uh, arts and crafts materials. And then we're going to have all of the cheese that we purchased, uh, cut up in the back and then serves like on platters after we do the ceremonial cut and smush. Can't okay. really smush cheese, but I'll feed That'd it to you really very nicely. Expensive. Yeah, I'll feed it to you very nicely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I'm excited about that. It is very challenging. I bought a bunch of foam. I've, I've been doing a lot of research into prop making um, and materials and uh, what will dissolve styrofoam. Turns out lots of stuff. Oh. Uh, so you have to be careful about the glues that you use and the paints that you use because lots of it will dissolve your styrofoam. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I think I'm going to use a combination styrofoam for like structure and then maybe like coat it with like a clay or um, like cover it in tape and then paper mache over it to get the correct textures mm -hmm. and then paint that so that it is the right colors. But I think it's going to take a lot of trial and error. And I am excited to uh, screw up a bunch of wheels before I get to the good ones. You've been looking for a good project. Yeah. So I've got that. And then I'm also going to do some dip dyeing of some paper products for the reception. Dip that dye. Dip dye. That's the name of your group. Dip dye. Your hip hop group. Yeah. We have um, to have some sort of gang symbol. Who wants to, who wants make, to make our dip a hop? Hands into D's. Oh, this is getting into racy territory. I don't, you can't see it. You can't see my hands. So it's not a visual podcast, which is good because I'm not wearing pants. I hope you're not wearing pants. If you're listening, everybody be comfortable. Are you wearing pants? Yeah, you're wearing pants. Pajama pants. Yeah. And a bathrobe. I didn't get that far. I didn't get to put on the pajama pants. I just took off the work pants. Uh, -huh. uh don't you love living without roommates you live with me i know but you're like not a roommate roommate like if we we when we first moved to new york luke and i had uh, another roommate so luke and i had one room and she had the other room and uh you know it's tough having to wear pants in your own apartment all the time mm -hmm. it's you know it's not uh it's not as comfortable than just going around pantsless it's not that weird for me yeah pants are a normal part of civilization. I don't like it. 
If I could be pantsless everywhere, I would. Mm-hmm. But that's not socially acceptable, so I wear pants and sometimes skirts. So what else is going on, Lukey? You got any wedding thoughts to share with the share with the audience? You started working on your uh, musical strategy. Uh, a little bit. I started looking at the stuff that uh, we were referencing, the charts that. I don't know if we mentioned it specifically last time, but the, the that Reddit post where the guy put up a Google spreadsheet with yeah, we talked about all that. The, so you can you can find it if you uh, if you're like me and didn't remember a lot of the specifics, you can find it by googling Reddit wedding playlist data. I'm pretty <laughs> sure those are the things that I put in to find it again. And it takes you to that guy's website where he explains all the different parts that he put together. It's a, it's like a good starting point, I think. But so one of the main, main things that he uses is beats per minute. And he writes on the website, like beats per minute doesn't really tell you a whole lot necessarily because you're not going to like, we're not robots. We don't dance exactly to the beat per minute. You don't swing your hips the same number of beats per minute. Like, and if it, like, songs, two songs that have the same beats per minute could be, like, slow or fast sounding. So he also had a speed score, which was subjective, which at a certain point is like, this is good to, both of those numbers together work as sort of like rough organization, but at a certain point it's like, these it's basically standing in for just listening to them <laughs> i think like yeah which is the same with any data really like if you're uh looking at certain qualities that you're measuring you're like trying to describe the like if you measure a desk you're trying to describe what the desk looks like which is like similar to looking at it mm -hmm. so uh like i get it on on one hand but so i'm not sure if i'm gonna like log every song that i might think about using i'm not sure about that because it's it involves a lot of data entry uh but i did it for like 30 songs to see get a feel for it and it like there's there's pluses and minuses i'm not sure yet it did show me that uh, I went to Wikipedia for like genre for each song, and it turns out a lot more songs are trap than mm -hmm. I thought. Everything's trap. Anything Beyonce's done the past two years is trap. It turns out a bunch of songs are trap, which leads to, it turns out I didn't really know what trap meant. <laughs> But it's good. I like it. Yeah. You know what I'm really excited for is this supposed new Taylor Swift album. Who knows? I am... It's hearsay. I am pumped. This this podcast could possibly be coming out after the 22nd, which is the supposed day that Taylor Swift is releasing a new album. Well, that's her, that's her only concert uh, on the books right now. Mm-hmm. And 
1989 came out two years ago, I guess. Yeah. Because the tour was all last year. Does that make you feel old? Uh, what? I feel like 1989 came out yesterday. Oh, I feel like it's always been out. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's sort of the same sentiment. I like it as like, much as I liked only, it when it first came out. We've only... Uh, the Hamilton soundtrack came out basically a year ago. Yeah, that's true. Adam's a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot. All right, if you're still with us, uh, we... It either means that you stayed with us for two hours while Megan wrapped the whole thing, or we decided to cut it out. Uh, you can decide what happened. <laughs> I'm tired. That might be, uh, you're tired? I just wrapped for two hours. So that might be a, that might be a album release date surprise album. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not entirely sure, but it is true that the track record is, like, she's following that every other year she's pumping out these. Yeah. I'm albums. hopeful. I mean, she has the whole, uh, she has a lot of material right now she's got the stuff with kanye and kim kardashian she's got uh this whole weird uh tom hiddleston nonsense that was like totally fake and i'm sure she's gonna write a record she's gonna write a song about like sparks flew when we saw each other and we danced on the beach and my lips were red and you were wearing a white t-shirt like it's gonna be very like middle of the road old school that anymore she does, like, like her, she still has a couple of those on every album that are, like, old school, like, princess and prince, like, type love song. Which one was it in 1989? Uh, I don't remember the names of all the songs. The one where she talks about, like, um... Was it I Wish You Would? Was it Shake It Off? Was it Blank Space? Was it Bad Blood? Well, Blank Space is a parody of it. Uh, the one where she talks about, like, it's a, it's a dream, but, like... Blank space. No. <laughs> this is not interesting for other people. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of stuff has happened in her life. She has a lot of things to write about. Uh-huh. So that means that we're due for a new album. Well, if there's a... a new lore. Uh-huh. Well, that works for your schedule, right? Because if there's a surprise album, then... She'll probably tour next summer again. Then you can get tickets for the Jack and Jill. Woo! And for myself. We missed yeah. the last tour. Uh, maybe I'll share something personal. That uh, we did not go to the 1989 tour. We missed the tour. It's very personal. And I feel that I will never forgive myself. Oh. I think that uh, it's... I think it was evident at the time that it would probably be the the tour of our generation, much like the uh, the Madonna tour from I think nineteen ninety two or something, the one right after Dick Tracy, and then she cut an album. I forget the name of it because I was seven, but that was like a, the seminal tour of Generation X, mm -hmm. and I think. We just had the seminal tour of our generation, and we decided not to go. But we went to the Lemonade Tour, which I feel like is similarly unbelievable. Disagree. 
Wow. I think that... You uh, think Taylor I think, Trump's Beyonce? I think that uh, in the future, people will look back in terms of uh, how... Like, the tours themselves, I mean, we can't... We don't know because we didn't go to the Taylor Swift one, but the I'm sure the Beyonce tour matches it in, like, stagecraft and everything. Her tours are very big, but... Uh, I would argue that the that Lemonade has not changed music, and 1989 has changed the course of what people think is good and mm. what what they want, what everyone else is trying to make. Mm. And so, as a cultural phenomenon and as a signpost of it, uh, the 1989 tour and like you physically being there as a spectator is. Uh, will will like down the road with the benefit of history. Will I'm predicting that that will be true. Man, well, there's nothing we can do besides invent time travel and then time travel back so that we can see it. I was homesick yesterday, everybody. I watched Timeless, Time Spot, Time Train. I forget what the show is called, but it's the NBC Timeline? show. Timeline. I think that's a movie. There are two. There are two episodes. I watched them both while I was sick. It was not worth it. <laughs> that show's bad. Sorry. I like time travel stuff, um, but this show was garbage. It was good for sick time, like recovering, lying on the couch, and not really watching. But uh, even in that, even in that haze, I could tell that this was not an engaging show or a show that really made any kind of sense. Yeah, I and mean, I like these shows. It doesn't. It doesn't look very good. Uh, if you're looking for a time travely type show that is actually good, watch Continuum on Netflix. It's a Canadian show. That show is great. Oh my god, Black Mirror is coming back. Did you know that? Black Mirror is coming back. Yep. I'm pretty excited about it. The trailer is out. I don't really need it. I yeah, need the trailer to, doesn't tell me a goddamn thing. I don't need to get excited for Black Mirror or like I, I don't need to I don't need to see them and go like, oh, I'll watch Black Mirror now that I now that I've seen See a clip trailer. of somebody going, everything could be different. Yeah. I mean it's it reminds me of the last like thirty seconds of a Mad Men episode where like, they You're either gonna be in or you're they not. They just splice together words that like do not give you any sense yeah. of what the next episode is about and you're like, why bother? Lower your voice. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was no plot. It was just like yeah, it wouldn't even like give you a glimmer of what was going to happen next week, except that none of those characters, characters are still in it. Yeah, none of those characters have been killed off. Yeah, well, Black Mirror is. I mean, like Mad Men, at least uh, has a well, continuous storyline, right? But they're they're similar in terms of like they're heavily genre. So, like, if you're in, you're just going to keep watching it. Yeah. There's not, like, a... Like, I found with Walking Dead, that one season that we watched, it was always, like... The first season? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was always, like, that cliffhanger ending, and, like, oh, God, we have to see what happens next week. Like, that was very plot-driven. I was only in it to find out what happened next. And then nothing happened for the whole goddamn season, so I just left. I think people told us that it got better in, like, second season and on, but, yeah, first season was just, like, it was really boring for 45 minutes, and then the last 15 minutes, they 
brought you to a point where you're like, oh, I got to see where this goes. And you come back next week and the resolution of it is 45 minutes of boring garbage. Yeah, it was not it was not worth it. You know, it is worth it, though. Westworld. Super good. I'm excited. I, I love Westworld. I see. I am not. Interested. I thought you did not like it. Well, really. I don't like the Wild West parts, which I think is not everybody else's reaction to it. But that's not a like a genre or a like a location, a setting that I'm interested in at all. But I love the parts that are in like the future time, like the the people who the work in like the factory under the park. Yeah. That is really interesting, and I want to see the whole show pretty much from that perspective. Oh. I, like, I want to see the world that gave us this theme park. I only... I want to see the, like, culture and the, like, ethics and morals and, like, the people who are, like, really close to it and their, like, interactions with these humanoid robots and... I really want to see the stuff in the park, but I wish that there was more where, like... We could learn about the people coming, and we could learn about the park more from scenes inside the park instead of scenes inside the park, like only being action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I read an article today from The Ringer. You might know The Ringer, uh, the Bill Simmons website on uh, Westworld and how uh, impossible it seems culturally because it doesn't make any sense that uh in the future where there's like uh they've cured all disease and they have the ability to like make these lifelike robots and all this stuff that like why would why would we be going to this park then if we if like this technology existed the, uh, like, why would we go somewhere to, like, rape a bunch of robots? Because the progression of uh, pornography has been to increasingly privatize it. Mm-hmm. So why would you, like, pay to go somewhere to see other humans raping robots? Like, why wouldn't you just Amazon a robot to your house? Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Like, you used to be, you, know, you go to, like, a peep show with, like, tons of other people. It's a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And then, like, smaller and smaller where, like, then it's just, like, individual rooms in the porn shop. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you rent the you rent the VHS and you go home. And now the uh, you don't even have to go to the store. You just wa- watch it on the tubes. On the tubes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a pretty interesting premise, but I I need the the world in which this theme park exists fleshed out. I need to know what led to it. I want to know more about the society that it's in. I mean, they they talk about that stuff a little bit, but it's uh it seems like they'll do the whole show never leaving the park and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. Uh, they, they do a lots of little nuggets of like, you'll hear stuff that's going on. There's like the whole thing with the company that owns the park and like the business politics. And, uh, I guess now in the, in the like binging era of shows, I have no patience for that stuff. Like I don't, the, the little, uh, 
since we can now watch shows where you watch like 12 of them at a time. Yeah. And you can like see that story progress so fast. Whereas in each individual episode, it's just like they mention uh, like, ooh, the stockholders. Like we for for like one scene in one episode. Yeah. But then you can watch that play out immediately because you can watch all the other episodes. Yeah. So when you have to watch it in linear time where it's like, I have to wait until next week to get one more scene about the stockholders. <laughs> That's true. Man, so TV. Big part of our life lately. For having gotten rid of cable, we've been watching a lot of better TV and a lot less crap TV, which has been nice. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting phenomenon. I guess because you have to pick. You can't just, like, surf channels. Yeah. And I don't mind watching reruns of stuff that I've seen 4,000 times. So when we had cable, I would just be like, oh, Modern Family's on. Or, right. oh, Full House is on. Even if I don't care. Instead of, like deciding that I want to watch TV and turning on a specific show. Mm -hmm. We should finish Fuller House. Ugh, I hear it's eh. Aren't there like four episodes? No, there are like 15. Oh. We only watched like two episodes. Yes, that's true. And it was really dumb. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge Full House fan, but like... They already greenlit Fuller House season two. I know. People love it. I don't know. I don't know about that. Ratings are high. I'd rather get back into Girl Meets World. How do we watch that now? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. This is very exciting for all of our listenership. If you Feel wanna... free to rate and subscribe. <laughs> One star. All they talked about was the TV shows that they've been watching. I thought this was a wedding podcast. You were wrong. <laughs> Not today, friends. Sometimes you just need to take some time away from the wedding stuff, veg out. Although we've been, like, we've done stuff for Yeah, it. we're doing it. It's just, like, things have moved along. Like, there's not a ton of decisions we have to make right at this moment, so. Yeah. Oh, we gotta finalize the registry. Uh, and we gotta send out the save the dates. Right, which means we have to lock our... Guest list. Guest list. So if you're a friend of ours and you're listening to this podcast and you thought, hmm, I haven't talked to Megan and Luke in a while, you should probably do that. Otherwise, you're going to get cut. Oh, I thought you were... I, the direction I thought you were going with that is if you're listening to this and you haven't gotten a save the date... Oops. <laughs> That's also the case. But we're locking that... We're locking that guest list. Get your... Fruit baskets in early. It's a, like, that, that, talk about a living document. No one was, I just <laughs> talking, but talk about a living document. That guest list is like, you add people, you take people off, there's a B list, there's a, people you think are gonna, people you think are gonna decline, and then, at that point, why bother even putting them on the B list? There are people that, you have on a B list, and then you're like, well, it, it's it, if you tell them too late, they can't come, so what's the point? Then you have to just get rid of them entirely. If you, if today, if you're, if you send them, if you send your things out today, these are the people that would be on the list, but you feel like by the time you have to lock it in, it might just, not be those just people. Just breathe, buddy. Just breathe. It's going to be okay. Okay. I think we have reached our limit. 
I was a um, proponent of just inviting David Ortiz and that's it. <laughs> Barack Obama and David Ortiz, I think, would be a good good group. Uh yeah, we've reached the limit of our listeners' patience, I think. For a non-wedding related episode. If you're done, I hope you're done chopping your carrots. That's what people do when they listen to Is podcasts. To the little yeah. Oh, I'm, I hope I'm you've got subway. to your work. Yeah. Or I hope you finished your carrots. Uh, for the rest of this podcast, turn tape over. Hmm? Remember that? You used to have to take yeah, a cassette out I and turn do it over. That. I listened to a lot of books on tape growing up. That was good. I think people appreciate it. Yeah. If you turn this tape over, you're going to get to listen to two hours of me rapping the Hamilton musical. Yeah, look out for that in the extras. Woo! Yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.